Are you in need of a flexible and reliable staffing solution to your hospitality business? Look no further, because I want to tell you about Winolo. That's W-O-N-O-L-O, Winolo. Winolo stands for Work Now Locally. Winolo enables businesses to find quality and reliable workers for on-demand, seasonal, short-term, and long-term work. Ditch the bulky paperwork and interview process and use Winolo to find quality workers for your hospitality needs fast and get work done even faster. So take your hospitality business to new heights with Winolo and join the industry leaders who have experienced the power of on-demand staffing. With flexible workers and no hidden platform fees, you can save on operating costs and maximize earnings with ease. Winolo is available in over 100 markets, including Chicago, Dallas, Las Vegas, New York, and Seattle. Get workers who are ready to work and spend less time finding them with Noah Noah. We are very excited for our guest today joining us here at the Prosper Forum live on our podcast on the road. We have Mr. Scott Boatwright, COO of Chipotle Shots. We're, getting, we're going big time now. I got to tell you, Jimmy, every podcast we do, we get better and better guests. Better looking guests, too. Well, that's, <laughs> uh, that is our criteria now that you have. We have a benchmark. Yes. You have to be better looking than us. Low like bar. That's, like low, that's hard. Like that's low hard. Low bar. Yeah, very low. I like to set my. I, I like to set a low bar. You know. Listen, I got to tell you, we are so excited to have Scott here. We've been trying to get him on the podcast for three, four years. Even before we had a podcast, we were trying to get You're him on the podcast. Your we were trying to get, warm down. No, we, uh, yeah. Stanza. I'm telling you, he was at Arby's. We were trying to get him on the podcast, and I know where we were before Arby's, but we were trying to get him on the podcast. Back at that, we're super excited. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about your background. Tell us about what's going on at Chipotle. Tell us everything. This is Shatsy's Fraser Crane moment. I saw that. Shatsy's yeah, list. Tell us everything. 115 hours. Shatz and Jimmy, thank if you, you very much for having me on. you're happy with my services, 115 hours. Of course, of course. And I'm you fully are, insured. You guys are pretty good looking dudes, by the way. I just want to be clear. Stop it. Cut it out. Thank you. Thank you. What'd you say? So, so I'm moving on. Um, been in this industry, gosh, uh, probably 30 years. Started as a dishwasher. Like many of the folks We've had a lot of dishwashers industry. on today's uh, episode. My high school career was football. Washing dishes at a steakhouse locally where I grew up. Kind of fell in love in the industry um, and been in it ever since. So I started out really in fine dining um, in hotels and then migrated over to quick service restaurants. I got to tell you, no one pours a glass of wine like Mr. Scott Boatwright. <laughs> I had dinner last night with him. Yes. And he, I said, can I have some more wine? He came over. He came over. The napkin was wrapped around. Not his first know, rodeo. Pour- no, 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 no. It's a service. Got a little on my shirt. I didn't want to say anything. Service mentality, right? (laughs) Yeah, no, it was gorgeous. Absolutely fantastic. (laughs) Outstanding. Yeah. So anyway, been in the restaurant industry my whole life and, uh, you know, really started out as, um, you know, a team member in a restaurant and worked my way through the various ranks in in hospitality. And I had an opportunity to join Chipotle back in 2017, the behest of the then founder, CEO, and chairman, Steve Ells. Wow. And uh, it's been a really, really cool journey. That is awesome. That is awesome. Look, I want to jump into some hot topics. Um, we're talking like on the front burner. There's my, no, this there's is my a hot hospitality uh, lingo. But the hot topic that we want to talk with you about is automation. They're Chipotle, leading the charge, Jimmy. Chipotle has been on the forefront and a leader in it. I love what you guys did with Miso Robotics uh, and the Chippy. That, that's a, they're Buck Jordan friends of ours and his company, what you're doing. But you guys are kind of taking this up to a whole different level with the Cobotic, the collaborative robot prototype called the uh, the avocado, it cuts, it cores, it's like an it avocado. peels. Yeah. It, 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 and it, it's, it, I imagine it's a tremendous value proposition to your signature guacamole. So I think it's a really cool topic. Automation's a big deal. Can you share a little bit more with our listeners 
on kind of how this program, but generally automation and you're leaning into it is working out for you and your partners. And is it true you came up with the name Autocado? Is that true? I, that is not true. <laughs> and you can Women imagine news. that was someone from marketing. Can I go with that? That Scott came you up can. with Autocado. Uh, we're going to make that we're going to make up that rumor here today. <laughs> yes. Yes. Autocado, great name, <laughs> great idea. How'd you come up with it? So, hey, I take you back a little bit and you think about the the strategy behind robotics in general was really birthed out of this idea to remove the the routine mundane tasks of everyday restaurant operations yep. that, that people just don't want to do, quite frankly, and then redeploy that labor to more consumer-facing, guest-facing activity that's more engaging and more rewarding for the team Makes member. perfect sense. And so think, you know, dishwashing, think coring and cutting avocados, think... Slicing tomatoes. Slicing, slicing tomatoes. tomatoes. Whatever, yeah. All the things that we want to continue to maintain our food with integrity principles and do in-house, right? So we bring that Chipotle experience together every single day leveraging classic culinary techniques. It's true and core to who we are, and we have to maintain that in every restaurant. At least while I'm at the helm, gentlemen, we won't be shipping that stuff out to commentary. Yep. We do it in-house because we know fresh tastes better. Oh, 100%. That, that's that a, core, that's a core thesis for you guys, right? It really is. It really is, Shats, and it has been since inception in 1993. So the Autocado, we, we, let me back up just another step. Sure. We decided to create a fund that would lean into robotics to drive efficiencies in restaurants. Again, not to reduce labor costs, but to redeploy Redeploy labor to more meaningful tasks. That's the key. Because people sometimes say, oh, you're, you're, you know, oh, you're firing everybody. You're trying to take the people out of the equation. And you just can't, right? Absolutely. Restaurants is about a human experience, whether that's behind the restaurant counter or in front of the counter. It's about the human experience. And that's where we're leaning in. So Autocado came to us. We we partnered with uh, this group out of uh, Southern California and said, hey, listen, we want a machine that can cut core and it was an idea that uh, we came up with just as a, as a group. And this team at, uh, at uh, Miso Robotics brought it to life for us. And so, unbelievable. Super excited. Those guys project. are smart. Yes. No, I would imagine the labor saver, time saver, safety saver. I mean, I'm sure as a factor, I've, I've had my own issues. By the way, when I was a bartender, you know my least favorite drink when someone ordered? What? Mojito. Oh, you no longer. Mu- t- you got to muddle that. Mold. It takes too long. It takes too long. I, I want to. I got to move. Jimmy's a move. one. He's a one liquid guy. It's a McCown on the rocks. Yeah. No, I call Johnny I'm, Black I'm, on the rocks. My mixer is called Ice. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. When I order a Negroni, he shames me. There you go. He's like there you're you killing go. the bartender. You're making him work so hard. So, well, yeah, so to prepare going, a batch yeah. of guac today takes about fifty minutes from 50. starting with a case of avocados, washing the avocados getting them cut, cord, peeled, uh, and then hand mashing, and then the maceration process with the, uh, the onions, the cilantro, uh, and the peppers. And so it takes a while. Yeah. This machine, we think, will save about 50% of that time. Wow. And then allow us, again, to redeploy that labor yep. to more consumer-facing activity. I mean, you, how I many stores do you guys have? We have 3,300 restaurants, Shatsy. I, I apologize. And that's an important note for I me. Apologize. I apologize. So- <laughs> I say stores. I say stores. That's just an old, that's an old line I use, stores. Yeah, My dad stores. used to say stores. You know, I have to go to the store. Oh, yeah. But that's you know what? Awesome. You take that 50% savings and multiply that on scale. It's a, that's on, a on lot a, on of- On a batch, we know much, know and by the way, of they're making. By the way, we do five to eight batches per day, per so restaurant. That's a lot so, of time. Yeah, absolutely. That's like $100,000 a year. I'll, I'll take the numbers. Right? It, easily. Easily, yeah. easily $100,000 a year. I'll keep the numbers over here. It's a few yeah, million anyway, dollars. Listen, it's, it's, it's awesome. Second front burner question. I mean, you guys lead the charge about uh, an innovation. I mean, you basically put the fast casual in fast casual. There was no such thing before you guys. It was, it was just it was quick serve. Actually, and- Chats and I were literally talking about this week. Quick serve restaurants. There was no fast casual until really. Because 
your kids believe that it's an upgrade to the type of experience you could get in a quick service environment, but it's fast casual because they just feel it's differentiated. And it all started with you guys. It, it did. It truly all started with our founder, Steve Ells, back in 1993. Uh, he was at the Culinary Institute of America in San Francisco on his way to school every day as he learned to be a trained, classically trained chef. Uh, he would pass by these Marita, uh, I'm sorry, mission-style burrito shops in San Francisco and thought, what if I leverage classic culinary techniques and better ingredients to bring that same experience to life? And that was the idea behind Chipotle. And um, people loved it uh, right from day one, and fandom grew very quickly. I mean, and the yeah. brand is what it is I today. I mean, how fast, how fast until he started it did McDonald's get involved? Oh, gosh. McDonald's got involved around 20, 30 restaurants at the time. I mean, so they saw something really... Early. If, you, if you remember that time, uh, around that same time in the early 2000s, McDonald's had made strategic investments in several different brands. Right. Chipotle was one of those. Donato's was another. And gosh, maybe Boston Market. Yeah. I can't remember. Was it, was it, Pret? it wasn't Pret a Munch. It wasn't Pret no, at that Pret time. Um, but McDonald's had lost its way. And I believe Skinner was the CEO that came in and said, we need to jettison these other things that are distractions to our core business right. and get back to doing what we do well at McDonald's. Yep. I applaud him for his, uh, his vision at that moment because it really put McDonald's back on its front foot. At that same time, they had gotten Chipotle up to about 500 restaurants and took it out to IPO. Right. And at that time, McDonald's moved away from the business. And so yeah. they took their money and ran. Yeah, but I, I tell you, it all happens for a reason. I think, it, I think it was good for everybody. I think it was better for both businesses. Correct. Yeah. Completely agree. And what McDonald's brought to Chipotle wasn't anything around uh, innovation, culinary, or prototype. It was really around real estate selection and site development. Oh, really? And so that was experience that didn't the, the that Steve Ells and the team then really didn't have and really needed. And McDonald's as really a knows a little something about, about real estate, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's without a doubt. Listen, I want to go into our crystal ball moment. I'm going to ask you to put on your Kreskin or Miss Cleo hat and you're going to be predicting the future, but I'm not taking you too far because this digital transformation and this kind of the criticality of automation is is happening so fast. Just 2 years down down the road. How do you think about what we're going to be talking about back here at Prosper, hopefully, just two years, but hospitality and technology? What do you think we're going to, what do you think the hot topic is going to be two years from now? Oh, gosh. I think, I think robotics continues to play a huge role in today and in sure. what the future of the industry looks like. Again, uh, and people will leverage it in different ways, whether that's labor reduction or redeployment of labor. But I think as you think about where we are today as a, as, as a, as a country, as it late, relates to labor utilization, in general, people are having fewer and fewer children. And if you think about that, there's, that means fewer people are available that are coming into the restaurant space specifically. And then absent, which is, I, I know it's a polarizing topic, absent immigration reform, um, we are going to struggle having labor necessary to meet the needs yes. of this industry and many other industries. Right. And if you think about immigrants have built this country from day one. And so I know it's a tough, it's a, it's a third rail in Washington today. Republicans and Democrats have to come together on the issue, solve the problem, and let's get back on our front foot as it relates to labor. All while there's a whole manufacturing renaissance that's going on in our country today, I don't know who's going to fill those jobs. And so I think there's going to be further uh, effort and push into robotics yep. to try to remove some of, the, again, those tasks that people just can't find anyone to do, quite frankly. 
And so I, I think that's where the industry is going. Labor for as long as I can remember. We have an aging yeah. population. We have again child uh, reduction in in, in terms Correct. of. Uh, hey, you only had children. one kid, Jim. You're killing us. I'm, I'm You're sorry. killing the whole system. I had three kids. I, I blew it. No, <laughs> love you, kiddo. Um, no, but I'm agreeing with you. Aging population uh, reduction in consumer, the customer, yep. guests, and the workforce. It's that's where the rubber's gonna hit the road, and I agree with you on that. It will absolutely. I think people will continue to lean into this digital ecosystem. I think other brands will get more sophisticated. They'll find a way to, to meet the consumer where they are. I always think there's an intrinsic value in people coming together and coalescing around a meal. I don't think that ever goes away. But nope. people are, are you know, in a fast-paced environment. They want the meal to meet them where they are. Yeah, I, I love think it. digital continue to be a part it. of our ecosystem. All right, we're going into a great segment right now. Sure, because it's chassis. Food service <laughs> feud. Okay, we asked over 100 billion people on LinkedIn. Hundred. A question, okay? What the best burrito in the world is. Well, that one, you missed that one. That was somebody ah. else. But we did ask that one. By the way, by the way. It was. You crushed. You crushed. Yes. Yes. You crushed. You crushed it, okay? But not ask that. We asked another question. Another question. Another nope. question. There's no competition on the gold on that one. Huh. Get your imaginary buzzer, okay? Right. And I'm going to read you the four, the top four on the board. You got to guess which is number one, okay? Right. From the 100 trillion people that we asked on LinkedIn, okay? Are you and You asked them which question? Here it comes. Favorite ice cream shop. Was it Cold Stone Creamery? Baskin Robbins, Carvel, Ben and Jerry's, or Dairy Queen. I threw that in for you, Jimmy. I appreciate. It. I love the. Yeah, de- I, love know, de- I, know, I know you like Dairy Queen. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let my my our or friendlies or friendlies or friendlies. Our friend gets to go first on the. You guests. added friendlies in the mix. I just added in there because right, I like. So let's go back to the top. We right, said Stone Cold, a Cold Stone Creamery, lovely Baskin but Robbins, not number one. Carvel or Ben and Jerry's. What's number one from the hundred trillion people we asked? Baskin Robbins. Baskin Robbins is not number one, Jimmy. You can steal for the family and win big prizes. Given how many people we ask, Carvel. Carvel is number one. Carvel, Carvel is number one. Oh yes, Carvel. Baskin Robbins came in Love at Carvel. number four. By the way, really? Ben and Jerry's number two. Ah. And uh, then uh, Cold Stone Creamery. But yeah, Carvel. God, God bless us. You know what? You know it's why? all New Yorkers. Yeah, but also, everyone loves the, uh, what was the, what was the, the, whale, the whale cake? Oh, Fudgy the Whale. Fudgy the Whale. Uh, it was, it was the well, the whale, is that the whale of a dad? <laughs> On Father's Day. You, yes. You, you, you get a dad a Fudgy, fudgy the Whale because he's a whale of a dad, right? All right, that's fantastic. Last thing, because Scott's got to go. He's got a big meeting, big meeting, opening up the 3,647th store. You're close. He's going for the opening right now. All right, listen. Brandon Quickfire, five lightning round questions. Are you ready? Go. Taco or burrito? Burrito. Favorite cuisine? Mexican. (laughs) No joke. No joke. That's the reason. Uh, Like every question is going to go to the The reason I can't get away from this brand. Food is unbelievable. Yes. Favorite food city in the world. Watch what he says. Food Mexico city, city in the world? Mexico City. Ooh, ooh. Um, food city in the world. I got to go New York. Favorite place to travel? Um, Florence, Italy. Nice. Oh, Jimmy. It's good. Oh, oh, love Italy. Florence, I agree. I agree. If you were to challenge Jimmy Ride to the classic poolside game of Marco Polo, who would you have better odds of beating? Definitely Jimmy. Why? Why Jimmy? Because Jimmy's going to be loud in the water. That's true. I am loud in the water. I am loud. By the way, by the way. You don't even say it. He can hear you breathing. He can hear you breathing. Not only do I respect that answer, I agree with that answer. I, I mean, like I hear, oh, 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 what is that? Jimmy breathing. I, I have to agree with that answer. Listen, we're going to let you go in a moment, but I, just really quick, um, we love, obviously, we love bantering and, and talking to industry leaders and experts. Sometimes our guests have a question for us. And with that in mind, I'd like to say nothing's off the table. If there's any question you would like us, we're happy to play. The microphone, as I like to say, is yours. One question. Yes, sir. Individually, answer Ooh. the question. Yes, sir. Favorite New York sports team? I mean, it's sad for me, but it's easy. The Jets for me. 
The Jets? Dude, I'm sorry. I said it was sad. <laughs> I, just, I said it was sad. But hey, hard knocks. Come you on, man. Know. You never know. Favre may or Favre. Oh, my God. That's a Freudian <laughs> slip right there, man. That's Rogers. a Freudian slip right there. Favre. Favre. We get all of our Favre quarterbacks. Favre. We go to Green Bay. That's where we get all, all our quarterbacks from the Green yeah. Bay. That's yes. what we do. This, this, is, this, this is a foolproof plan. Just take a veteran quarterback from Green Bay. What could go wrong? Nothing. What could go wrong? Nothing. Okay. Everything. Out of, res- out of respect for so many people. Jimmy. The Rangers. The New York Rangers. Rangers. No, that's a that's an answer I can appreciate. The Rangers. He can't Attaboy. appreciate the Jets. He could have ran into the easy stuff. Yep. Yankees. The Yankees. The blue shirts. Yeah, I thought you were going to go The blue shirts. Attaboy. There is no sport I feel better live. Again, a lot of great sports. Love watching, love playing. No sport hockey's, better live. Because on, on TV, the pucks just move too fast. Remember you know, when Fox is the blue dot? Yeah, that wasn't so good. But anyway, good for you, Jimmy. Thank you Atta so boy. much. All right, thanks, not guys. Good, not good we for appreciate me. you, Scott. Thank yeah. you for doing this with thanks, us. Thanks, man. And uh, enjoy the rest of your show, my friend. Of course. Thanks. We'll Thank see you, you later, guys. Thanks, thanks for having me on.